character down. Repeat, we have a character down. Dispatching CIS. CIS, the Character Investigation Service. A modern take on the classic character study. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the CIS Character Autopsy Laboratory. My name is Eric Thomas. I've got a great case for you today, so let's dive right into it. Case number 10-27-2013. Case title, Rush. Character, Nikki Lauda. I love the character of Nikki Lauda because most of what makes him a character happens underneath the surface. He's like a simmering teapot. There's always something going on underneath. There's very few that he lets into his mind, into his heart. He plays his cards close to his chest. He's laser focused on what he wants to accomplish in his life. And you really have to get to know him as a character to get him to open up. I don't think he's the type of person that you could go to a bar and have a beer with and have a two-hour conversation you'd probably have to put in the time to really get to know him so that he'll open up to you you can know his mind you can know his thought process you can know his passions his insecurities his weaknesses everything that makes him human and those types of characters really drive me i love characters that you have to make an investment in to fully understand what they're all about at the beginning of the film, at 1 minute and 31 seconds, Nikki Lauda opens up the movie with a wonderful monologue. I'm not going to repeat it verbatim. I'm going to just summarize it and just, just go through it because it's a wonderful way to introduce him as a character and to introduce this world of Rush. Starts off, 25 drivers start the Formula One series and two drivers die each year. What drives a character like Nikki Lauda to get into a career field where the chances of dying are so great. He is a very intelligent person. He's very well educated. He knows what he wants out of life, but yet he chooses to be a Formula One racing driver. Surely there are numerous other career paths in this world where his gifts could be better utilized, but instead he picks Formula One racing driver where he could die in any race. The chances of him dying are pretty great. It really is a marvelous career choice for, for so for marvelous, not in good, but marvelous as in thought provoking. Why would this character choose this? He goes on to say that no one chooses this career field, only rebels, lunatics, dreamers, those who are willing to, those who want to make a mark and are prepared to die to do so. Now, when Nikki Lauda says this, I have to think, was he referring to himself? What mark was he trying to make on the world? And was he truly prepared to die to make that mark? At 11 minutes and 11 seconds, we're introduced to Nikki Lauda's wealthy Austrian family. He goes to them to try to secure funding for his pursuit of his Formula One racing career. And of course, his family shoots him down. He comes from a line of politicians and economists and legitimate front page figures. So naturally, his family's no way, no way. You're not going 
to smear the family name by becoming a Formula One, Formula One racing driver. That that is completely out of the question. So Nicolata gives them the finger and says, I will pursue my own dream. I will go do this by myself. I will be the world champion and you will see me on the front page. Just think about that. Think about someone who comes from a family of means that they are so committed to this that they are willing to turn their back on all of it and go at it alone. We see just how willing Nikki Lauda is to put everything on the line so that he can have a shot at Formula One. At 12 minutes and 14 seconds, we see Nikki Lauda takes out a loan and buys a Formula, Formula One team. He takes out a loan and he gambles on himself. That is incredible. How many of us would, would, would do that? In a way, all of us do that when we go to college. We get into debt to get a degree so that we can pursue a specific field of study. When, when you go to college and pursue a uh, quote-unquote legitimate business trade, there is some understanding of payoff that maybe this investment will pay off in the future. Nicky Lauda is taking out a loan on himself to become a Formula, Formula One racing driver. There is no guarantee of payoff. There is no guarantee of success. This is all on his shoulders. He has got to accomplish this by himself. This is incredible. The guts and the balls on this guy. He is absolutely spectacular. Coming from a business family, it would it seems that Nikki Lauda was perfectly groomed to be a Formula One racing car, race car driver in a weird way because he approached racing not as a sport but as a business. He studied every aspect of his career path. He would get up at 5 a.m. as it said at uh, minute, se minute 7 and 35 seconds. At 16 minutes and 10 seconds, we see that Nicky Lauda holds his mechanics overnight to work on his car until it is perfect. It needs to be faster, it needs to be lighter, and it needs to be the best, and we will not rest until it is. And... <laughs> And it's, it's, it's wonderful because from, from Nikki Lauda's perspective, everything is riding on the line. He, his whole life is on the line right now. So I can't really blame him for putting his mechanics in and the owner of the team through the ringer like this because he's paying the bills. He's putting out the cash. This is his life on the line. And by God, we are going to get it right. But even then, even if he knows everything about the track, even if the car is mechanically perfect in every single way, there are still 24 other drivers on the track. Those are all variables that he cannot control. And of course, the biggest variable of them all is himself. Can he execute? Can he deliver a winning performance every race to secure the Formula One World Championship? Over the course of the movie, we see that Nikki Lauda's business-like POV to the Formula One racing world 
pays off in dividends. He dominates. And that's so fascinating that he doesn't view it as a, a as a sport. It's not a hobby for him. For most racing drivers, and specifically his counterpart in the movie, James Hunt, it's a sport. It's fun. And not it's it's not just numbers and calculations and knowing every little piece of information on the road to success. As James Hunt says at the end of the movie, that takes out the sport. It takes out the fun of the experience of being a Formula One racing driver. But yet, it works. Nicky Lauda's approach works. He studies every aspect of the field, of the car, of the track, and it works. At 37 minutes and 31 seconds, we see that Nicky Lauda is crowned Formula One world champion. Nicky Lauda succeeded. Nicky Lauda is obviously uh, a very focused individual. He knows what he wants out of life and he's going to get it. No matter what, he is willing to work his crew overnight to get his car perfect. He's willing to get up early to study the track. He's willing to do whatever it takes to succeed because naturally, as I've said before, his whole life is on the line right now. He took out a loan on himself. He's going to accomplish this. But at the same time, we see that he is human. He does have his flaws. He does have his weaknesses. Nicky Lauda will only race when the odds of him dying are less than 20%. Business. Look, breaking it down, breaking down the percentages and saying 20% is the willing that I is what I am willing to put my life on the line for. 20% and not a percent more. Yet at the pivotal moment in the movie we get to the Nürburgring one of the most infamous tracks on the Formula One circuit at one hour three minutes and 16 seconds Lada describes the Nürburgring as stupid barbaric outdated and the most dangerous track in the world and conditions would have to be perfect to justify the the risks and they are far from that because at that time it was raining. Nicky Lauda calls a driver meeting to call off the race and of course he gets shot down because he's current champion. He's leading in the points. He, His character has every justification for calling off the race not only because it's not safe to race based on his 20% of death acceptable ratio but also He's leading in the points. It's in his favor to call off the race. This is where Nicky Lauda's laser focus and business approach to the sport hurts him the most. Because when he calls for a vote to have the race canceled, he is shot down by every other driver because nobody really likes him. He has been so focused on what he's wanted to accomplish in the Formula One racing series. And not only has he accomplished it, he has boasted about it. He has told drivers, I am the fastest here. I am the best. So naturally, this this rubs the other drivers the wrong way. And yet, yet Nicky Lauda doesn't understand. Nicky Lauda has, has trouble relating to people just because he he knows what he's out to accomplish he knows he knows what he's all about and he just doesn't know how to relate that to other people like at minute 29 
53 seconds. Nikki Lauda tells his teammate, I'm better than you and I'm the asshole. Yeah, Nikki Lauda is a very blunt character. These are the facts when it comes to me. These are the facts when it comes to you. If you don't like it, then oh well. But yet, when I tell you the facts, and these are the facts, this is how it is, you're calling me the asshole. Why am I the asshole? This is how it is. So I'm better than you, and yet I'm the asshole? Nikki Lauda is human, and he does have that need to be social with people. He has that need to to get along with people, to have relationships with people. At minute 32, 27 seconds, Nikki meets Marlene, his future wife. He gives her a she she volunteers to give him a ride to the train station and on the way he points out everything that's wrong with her car even though she says it's been expertly serviced and there's nothing wrong with this car they end up on the side of the road and she flags down two Italian boys in their car and they hitch a ride with them. Nikki Lauda is obviously driving because these two guys recognize Nick Nikki Lauda and it would be their life's honor for Nikki Lauda to drive their car and drive it fast. But Nikki Lauda is not going to do that. At minute 34, 47 seconds, Nikki Lauda says, there is no need for me to drive fast or take risks. There's no incentive. I am not being paid here. I'm not driving fast. I don't care. I, there, there's no ego to, ego to bruise here. I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm not going to drive fast. Marlene then, then says, do it because I'm asking you to. Now that is a character defining moment for Nikki Lauda right there because he is going against his principles. He's going against what he went into this for. This is business. I'm driving fast. I'm justifying all these risks because I have incentive. I want to be Formula One world champion driver. But then you put a woman in the mix. A woman that he's obviously attracted to. A woman he fancies and she says, do it for me. He slams it in the high gear. I so love that moment in the movie because it shows there is a crack in this perfectionist facade. There is humanity underneath this man, underneath all his pursuit, underneath everything that he wants to accomplish, underneath his very strong desire to be Formula One world champion. He still desires female companionship. He desires that relationship and that desire. Well, it kills his principles and he puts that car in the high gear and he drives it away. Talking further about Nikki Lauda and Marlene's relationship, Let's jump to minute 59, 25 seconds. Nikki Lauda and Marlene are at the courthouse to get married, which I, I, I found humorous because of course this guy would get married at the courthouse. There's no reason to spend money and waste time at uh, uh, for a wedding ceremony and bring all these people that he's probably not going to want to be around. He probably doesn't do crowds very much. So let's just me and Marlene, let's go to the courthouse. Let's get this done. Lada says he, he is not good at romantics. He's not good at holding hands, you know, bringing flowers and he'll probably forget her birthday. And she finds this wonderful by saying, Oh, 
What a poet. At one hour, the one hour mark, almost, we see Nicky Lauda standing alone by himself, staring out, out of his house. And he says, happiness is the enemy. Suddenly, I have something to lose. Wow. What a moment. Up to this point, he has been pursuing the Formula One World Championship by himself. And now he's allowed himself to love. He has allowed himself to enter into a romantic relationship with a woman. He has allowed himself to get married. Now, all of a sudden, he's happy. He's found happiness. And he has something to lose. And for the first time in this movie, we see he is scared. He is scared of dying. He is scared of what may happen on the racetrack. And Marlene says a wonderful line. says, if happiness is the enemy, you've already lost. Going back to the one hour mark, four minutes and nine seconds. Nikki Lauda, in the driver's meeting, Nikki Lauda says, yes, he is scared. Because of the 20% acceptable death percentage that he races by and the conditions at the Nürburgring are by far from ideal. He tries to have the race canceled, but of course nobody likes him and they vote him down. At one minute and five, James, one minute and five, 38 seconds, James Hunt says, it helps if people like you. That's a wonderful moment. I love that moment. But even more than that moment, I love that Nikki Lauda's laser focus and everything that he's wanted to accomplish is put on the line by his ego. At one hour, four minutes and 49 seconds, James Hunt says, prove you're the best and let's race. Up to this point, Nikki Lauda has been cold, calculated, and focused every race on winning, on accomplishing his goal. But at the Nürburgring, the chances of him getting hurt or dying are very, very strong. And everything in his mind says this should not happen. We should cancel the race because this is stupid. He succumbs to his own ego when James Hunt says, let's race. And he races. Wow. That even, even a character like Nikki Lauda who up to this point has been, he's had tunnel vision, watching what he wants to accomplish. Even he falls to pride. Even he falls to his own arrogance. Yes, he is the best. Yes, he's proven it. He's won every race. He has nothing to prove he could sit out the Newburgh ring if he if he truly did not have an ego 
to Bruce if this was truly just business to him. He would have sat out the race. Nikki Lauda would later have a massive wreck that would nearly take his life. He is hospitalized. And part of the treatment that he goes through is pumping his lungs because they are severely burned. At one hour, 16 minutes and 58 seconds, the doctor is pumping Nikki Lauda's lungs as Lauda is watching James Hunt on the TV and James Hunt is gaining on him. Lauda insists that the doctor keep pumping out his lungs as he groans and moans in agony. This is obviously a very painful procedure, but Nikki Lauda succumbs to it as he's watching James Hunt dominate in his absence. After 42 days in the hospital, Nikki Lauda returns to the track, bandaged up, but nonetheless, he's there. He hops back into his car, he runs the race, and he finishes fourth place. That story within a story is absolutely spectacular. This man almost died 42 days ago. He's been through some really painful procedures of having hoses stuck down his throat and vacuuming out his lungs to get all the junk out of his lungs so he can breathe. It seems that right when he needed to be focused the most, right when he should have been thinking the most logical course of action would have been to step down and sit out the Newburgh ring. He lets his ego climb ahead and he ends up crashing. And then that anger fueled rage in the hospital watching James Hunt catch him in points. It drives him to not only heal faster, but 42 days later, he's back on the track. And there's a wonderful moment right there where Nikki Lauda said, tells James Hunt, yes, you are responsible for putting me in the hospital. You are why I got on the track and you're the reason why I had that wreck. But don't misunderstand. You are the reason I came back to the track because I, wa I was watching you winning my races, gaining my points. You got me back into the driver's seat and you are the reason why I'm here. And that is a beautiful moment because we see for the first time, besides his relationship with his wife, Nikki Lauda needs someone else. Even if it's a rivalry, even if it's someone he may not like, Nikki Lauda respects this man. It's amazing when what when 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 really looking into these characters. At first glance, you're like, are these people human? Is there anything underneath the surface? Are you a robot? Do you have a soul? Do you have emotions? Do you feel? But yes, they do. At one minute, or one hour, 38 minutes and 20 seconds, Nikki Lauda drops out of the last race of the series because it is too dangerous. After all is said and done the last race of the season Nikki Lauda drops out turns off his car and walks away he did what he should have done at the Newburgh ring Nikki Lauda already had a world cup a world cup this is not soccer Nikki Lauda already had a formula one world championship he was going for his second 
So maybe getting the second world championship wasn't worth the risk. I hope you have enjoyed this character study as much as I have. I really, really, really enjoy diving into characters such as Nikki Lauda, who start off so focused and so determined on what they want and what they're going to accomplish and they will accomplish it at all costs. But then, like in real life, things happen. You meet people, circumstances change, and you change as a person. Nikki Lauda got married to Marlene, and all of a sudden he was scared of what he had chosen to do because suddenly he had something to lose. How many of us can say that? In our career paths and what we choose to do with our lives. How many times when, when, if we have someone significant in our lives, but we're thinking about a potential decision, do we think about, I'm scared of losing that person. If I make this decision, will I lose this person in the process? And is it worth it? I'm sure we've all in various degrees have faced that decision in our lives. And I'm sure we've all faced a decision where the risks seemingly outweigh the benefits, but we choose to go for it because that's what we do. Thank you for listening to this episode of CIS, the Character Investigation Service. I hope you enjoyed listening and I hope you'll return again for another episode. Good night.